100% behind Q. He's working for the president, he's working for our country. Alien life, uh, like pedophiles, uh, you know, and it just seeks to tie all of that together. Welcome, listener, to the 76th premium chapter of the QAnon Anonymous podcast, The Opioids Are the Real Plandemic episode. As always, we are your hosts, Jake Rakitansky, Julian Fields, and Travis View. This week, we delve into the other medical crisis, a COVID-19-type substance that was definitely made in a lab and then spread on purpose to infect the population, granting them unending cravings and a one-way ticket to the land of hungry ghosts. I'm talking, of course, of the opioid crisis, a less cool version of Reefer Madness where we just sent way too many joints to West Virginia and everyone ended up stoned to death. We've got Travis View on the case. He'll be taking a look at how Big Pharma makes the cartels look disorganized. The Opioid Plandemic. I am asking our residents to please call and let us know if you know of a location that this poison is being pushed out to our streets. As we grapple with the pandemic, there has been a huge uptick in the medical misinformation and conspiracy theories. Everyone's brains have been uh, marinating in fear and uncertainty and out came gushing just nonsense and confusion and uh, dumb, dumb things. So uh, there has been a lot of misinformation around potential treatments for COVID-19. Now, the most popular one going around is that hydroxychloroquine. Trump has been pushing yeah. this. Everyone knows a high dose of Oxycontin yeah. works way better. Yeah, right. This, uh, they're saying that this this is allegedly a treatment for the virus, but but the reason why you know they're saying it's not is, is actually because like big pharma and uh, the medical establishment are trying to suppress it as a cure because it's cheap and whatever. And yeah. I don't think that's true, but I, I do believe in big pharma conspiracy theories. I don't think it's uh, controversial at all to say that big pharma lies about their product in order to make money. That's a matter of recorded history. So nasty, uh, nasty claims. So for this episode, uh, I'm not going to do any debunking. So instead, I want to talk about the real big pharma conspiracy. And like a lot of real conspiracies, it's not one I've never, ever really seen touted by people who fancy themselves conspiracy theorists. This all relates to the opioid crisis that ravaged the United States starting in the late 90s and continues to harm people to this day. And by that, I mean the dramatic rise in people who became addicted or were killed by painkillers such as oxycodone, uh, heroin, or fentanyl. So I'm going to be using uh, like many sources for this episode, uh, which I'll link to in the show notes. But the most eye-opening article for me was one that appeared in the Harvard Law and Policy Review called The Opioid Epidemic, Fixing a Broken Pharmaceutical Market. It really laid out just the string of failures that happened over and over and over again that led to this crisis. So a fundamental cause of the epidemic was and continues to be an overprescription of pharmaceutical opioids. From 2000 to 2010, the number of prescriptions for oral opioid analgesics, which is the medical term for painkiller, rose 104%. In 2015 alone, U.S. doctors wrote approximately 300 million opioid prescriptions, more than one for every adult in the country. In uh, West Virginia oh. alone, uh, drug distributors shipped 780 million uh, hydrocodone and oxycodone pills from 2007 to 2012. 
as 433 pain pills for every man, woman, and child in the state. I didn't get shit. What the <laughs> fuck? Where am I? Who are my pills going to? Are they going to you? Well, you need to move to West Virginia, have an accident at work, and then uh, contact the doctor. Yeah, <laughs> right. They'll, they'll hook you up. Here's the thing. If you happen to only live in states with a sort of stronger regulations against these kinds of prescriptions, you might have had a harder time getting this because, as we'll see, they specifically targeted primarily red states that had low regulations in order to maximize their profits. Yeah, they know that California is going to buy from Gary in West Virginia. <laughs> and the bag of yeah. oxy yeah, right. is going to come that way and it's going to be distributed or whatever. But th the point is, this episode is highly related to Q because it looks like almost everybody who got pilled in these fucking new documentaries coming out like had an accident of some sort and ended up on fucking high-strength painkillers. Right. So what they were doing here is distributing the original red pill. I would argue this is the pink pill. The pink pill is distributed by opioid um, <laughs> manufacturers and then you go on YouTube and you take the red pill. That's how it works. Now, uh, as people became addicted to the prescription opioids, they often discovered that the pharmaceutical stuff was too difficult to obtain. So uh, addicts wound up turning to heroin instead. According to the American Society of Addiction Medicine, four out of five people who try heroin uh, today started with prescription painkillers. The most recent figures from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention suggest that 145 Americans now die every single day from opioid overdoses. I'm going to argue also that when you're on these opioids, you just feel so damn kind of good and floaty. It, it, it's, it almost mimics the response your body might have if you find something true and revealing and interesting. Oh, and you so, feel like you're yeah. uh, raise, raising to a higher level of consciousness, maybe? You yeah, feel like a great peace. awakening, if so you will. we watched QAnon stuff, and we're like, this makes no sense. It's weird. The pacing is off, but have we tried it on opioids? Mm, That's a good point. It might be, like, incredible. It might actually be one of the, like one of those 3D glasses. You just needed to put them on, and then suddenly everything sense. falls into place. Now, what makes the opioid epidemic doubly tragic is that it didn't happen by accident. It happened primarily because of a conspiracy, I would argue. Specifically, it happened because of a conspiracy by the pharmaceutical giant Purdue Pharma. What happened was, in the 90s, Purdue Pharma, in its quest to profit from its patented prescription opioid OxyContin, lied to regulators, lied to doctors, lied to patients, and influenced medical organizations in order to sell as many of the habit-forming pills as they could. The end result was a nation with a massive addiction problem, but also billions in profit for Purdue Pharma. You have been listening to a sample of a premium episode of QAnon Anonymous. We don't run any advertising on the show, and we'd like to keep it that way. For five bucks a month, you'll get access to this episode, a new one each week, and our entire library of premium episodes. So head on over to patreon.com slash QAnon Anonymous and subscribe. Thank you. Thanks. I love you. Jake loves you. <laughs> <laughs>